0: Hey, Rudy. Welcome. Uh, I'm in a bad uh, uh, coverage area. If you don't mind, uh, just tell me when you can hear me. Okay. (laughs) I appreciate it. You you can hear me. Cool. Also, Rudy, tomorrow I invited you uh, maybe five minutes ago. To participate tomorrow on this uh, call-in action <laughs> show, and I would love to see you there. And uh, you know, I know you talk a great deal about Rokana, and I, as you know, the Congress is uh, in summer recess. I think they'll be back in September, and uh, I think this summer we should prepare to do some outbound calls to either, you know, just you know, everybody take their own topics. They care greatly. Or whatever politician or office holders, they hate very much. I know you hate Okada. Okay. Uh, you know, I'm okay with him, but I know you hate him. Let's make some outbound phone calls to embarrass him. <laughs> okay. So so uh, tomorrow, I will, 12.15 uh, Eastern Time, and I've invited Heidi. And, uh, uh Brady, uh, by the way, don't worry about Brady. I will put a, a tight leash on him. If he's not behaving, I will, you know, I will do whatever need to be done. So, uh, so that's that. And, uh, I will move to a good location tomorrow for cell phone coverage. Tomorrow, I already, figured uh, figure out, uh, today where is the spot I should, uh, park my truck and do the call in at 12.15 Eastern Time in the afternoon. So, all right, I'm going to get started. So i just post the question to Danny. How can you spend 16, 17 hours of your Sunday in a call-in? I'm on call-in because I truly want to do this podcast called the Judicial White Privilege. And calling, you know, does provide me a very easy to work with platform and tool. So I can just, you know, talk about it, record it, and podcast it out. That's all I want to do. And today is uh, I want to give a big uh, disclaimer first. The Supreme Court handed down this decision on Harvard admission case. I did not read the entire decision. I usually have to read the indes- uh, decision line by line and make take notes and then you know do the episode. I did not do this, and uh, I did not do this for a reason. I followed this case since the very beginning, I think it's back in, boy, 2014, if I'm not mistaken, or 2015. This case lasted nine years, talking about the delayed justice in this country. You know, I remember reading this story called "The uh, 12 Years a Slave. It's a stru- true story about a black man born free, in the state of New York, but was kidnapped and sold to Louisiana. All he has to do to show his birth certificate that he was born in New York State, therefore a free man. But that whole thing takes 12 years. Among that 12 years, he has been a slave. That's called the justice delayed. So this case, in my opinion, is also justice delayed. But there is more to it. And which I'm going to talk about. And uh, so... So... uh, uh, I'm sorry. Uh, Okay. Before I go to the main topic, I still want to... I always love to get this case. I got this uh, news from New York Post. The title of the New York Post article is this. Cancer-stricken New York mom who posted about assisted suicide over quote predatory end quote custody battle dead so it's a long title but I have talked quite a bill uh, a great deal about fathers in this country use guns and kill their own children this is a reversed position this is a New York Westchester, New York, which is just outside New York City, Westchester, New York, this woman who is a mother of three, who is a attorney, she herself is an attorney, who had a divorce case with her husband, uh, she was a 54 years old, she couldn't deal with the stress from her legal battle, remember, she is a lawyer, her her husband or ex-husband is also a lawyer, okay? For whatever reason, she could not put up with the, I guess, the legal proceedings in the family court. So she posted a note that she is going to receive assisted suicide on Facebook. And she flew to Switzerland. And then she died there on May the 27th. And so what I want to stress is this. Every time tragedy like this happened, the public have, has the rights to know every single shit that happened to her. Now, I have to do a little bit of further research on this. By the way, her story went viral on TikTok, garnering millions of views. Now, I did not view them. I mean, I don't have that much time to be on social media, unlike Danny, who can spend 16, 17 hours today. I'm right now in Bar Harbor, Maine, a beautiful, beautiful place for summer, only 70 degrees as a high temperature and uh, very little bucks on the island of itself. Very, very, you know, a lot of a place to go. A lot of fun things to do, I will never spend 17 hours on a social media platform, any platform But anyway, she, this attorney, posted her ordeals on TikTok, garnering millions of views She said, um, she posted on Facebook, she said she is going to commit suicide, assisted suicide And she did it Again, she is a lawyer, her husband is a lawyer, she has three kids for some reason, this family court proceeding, again, it's a part of the judiciary of the United States, will cause her to believe the only way out is to kill herself. Remember, she's also a lawyer. That's how fucked up this country is, okay? So, so, I mean, I don't take joy on other people's tragedy, but I do take joy by pointing out these examples that our our uh, country's uh judiciary system is completely a system of fuckery okay so so uh, brady let me finish the uh some introduction stuff so i I, i'll take your call okay oh by the way brady uh tomorrow 12 15 you're still good right because i know you're afraid of breaking laws like i assure you if it comes to breaking laws i will be the one who go break the law okay so so uh so 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 that is that and uh, oh, uh that is the news update i want to share with you because uh, because uh, every time there is a dysfunctional uh, uh, uh proceedings that cause lives i want to bring it up say so this is our justice system it causes injustice that's so bad that a party in a litigation will kill themselves I uh, actually find out this is a female attorney this is a mom of three who killed herself did file a federal lawsuit against her ex-husband usually as you know the family law stuff happens in state court she actually as a lawyer filed a lawsuit against her husband a lawyer in a federal court saying her husband has secretly hacking her iPhone, and the uh, a MacBook shared by the couple, so her husband somehow can trick her to expose her digital privacy. So he used those information and took a good a good take a good advantage of her. Mind is saying that's what happened. Whatever happened, if that's the reality, you know, and that's the reality of, you know of our our, of our legal system. So now back to the
1: Microphone check. I don't know if anyone can hear me. It sounds like Peter is having some technical difficulties right now. Having some technical difficulties on Peter's side, so I'll just help him by reading the title until he comes back. We have Lipstick on a Pig, Students for Fair Admissions Incorporated versus President and Fellows of Harvard College. Sounds interesting. I'm super passionate about education. This should be a good episode says mirror mirror on the wall who plays the race card best in the world (laughs) wink wink it is harvard university the most prestigious institute of privilege in all shapes and colors i could agree with that wholeheartedly that harvard yale is mit you know well actually there is some good learning going on in these institutions if you're interested in that um the more problematic aspect of them is I think like the fraternity and the networking that goes on there. Um, and that's where the real value is kind of incurred. Um, and yeah, educate, the cost of education could, could be in much lower than it is right now. And it could be much faster than it is right now. It's made slow and and expensive on purpose, but Peter, we still can't hear you try restarting the app. Um, give the app a restart and I'll just try to hold it down for you while you're working on your technical issues. I wish I could let you guys up, but I'll respond to you guys in the chat. (laughs) If y'all say anything, um, let's look up this, uh, students for fair admissions versus president and fellows of Harvard college. So I'm going to see what I can find on that. And I'll just keep Peter's show alive until we get to the next one. Okay, students for fair admissions filed a lawsuit in federal district court against Harvard University on November 17, 2014, representing a group of asian american (laughs) rejected from the university. The suit made the claim Asians were being discriminated against in favor of whites. Probably a super legitimate claim. Uh, Sounds like a super legit claim to me. And it pisses me off, too, because honestly, we all know those Asian students are some of the best students we have in America. And they deserve to go to the best institutions of learning in America. They deserve the best laboratories, the best equipment, all that kind of stuff. This is the idea of higher education that um, we invest the most in the humans that are the most capable, that prove themselves the most capable. And um, I think we're wasting a lot of money on some very incapable people in regards to education and it's being done on racist grounds absolutely peter you're back We're yeah can here. you guys
0: hear me can you guys hear me Bring clear oh cool okay i'm i switched to computers uh, uh calling uh, through the browser uh, again my apology i'm not in the good area but brady for tomorrow twelve fifteen. i will be in a different spot which i already check out has the best connection here on um, Bar Harbor here, we don't even have 5G coverage. The best is the 4G LTE. <laughs> so uh, thank you, everybody, for telling me that I'm breaking up. And uh, also thank you, Brady, for hold, holding the line for me. And uh, today's episode actually is pretty good. I, I follow this case for nine years. I have my thoughts writing down all along the way. Now, I know a lot of African-Americans are very upset. That's how I post the picture um, to this room. And uh, I'm pretty sure some Asians uh, feel happy about it, including myself. But uh, me as a pretty impartial commentator on this, I also have uh, other serious uh, 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 ideas, which I, I think you guys will get, is going to enjoy. So, so affirmative action is a form of reparation. You can Google that yourself. Affirmative action is never about diversity; it's always about reparation. Okay, it's not. I'm saying it. A Supreme Court justice said so. All right. So, so even though I have not read the entire opinion, which is like a 400, uh, not 400. Uh, let me see. It's a 237 pages. I don't have that kind of time, but I followed it so well. I'm, I'm good in talking about it. I did not, uh, I only searched a uh, certain keywords in the Supreme Court opinion because that's the things I'm looking for. And the boy there, I will say the Supreme Court did a good job in including all the historic facts that I actually, I can talk about but they fail to do something miserably also at the same time. So, so, so let me get started. The title is called the lipstick on the pig. A pig is a pig. If you put the lipstick on it, it's still a pig. So the question will be, is the Harvard university, first of all, an institution of a white privilege? I would say yes. But if you have an affirmative action policy, like what they did, is that a lipstick on a pig or it's a fundamental change of the you know this system of a white privilege so you can guess it so let me should talk about harvard first i actually visited harvard university uh with my relatives uh, because once upon a time they want to consider sending their daughter to Harvard University. So I'm the one who has been living in the US for a long time. So I drove all the way up from Delaware to Boston and show them around and all that. And they eventually did not go uh, for whatever reason. I never liked the Harvard University. Let me put it that way. I always considered Harvard University, not only it's the most elitist, it's the post boy of American elitism. OK, I never liked it. I never liked it. And uh, Harvard University's uh, motto is called uh, Veritas. I mean, I think it's called the truth. I, I attended the Villanova University, a Roman Catholic school, even though I'm not a Catholic whatsoever. But I like the motto of the Villanova University way better because it has uh, three words in, adi- uh, in addition to Harvard's Veritas. The Villanova University has a three words. It's called the Veritas, Caritas, and then uh, there's a third one. Veritas, uh, Caritas, and uh, uh, Unitas, I think. It's basically Villanova's slogan is saying not only we need to seek truth, we also have to show charity to all, and we also have to act as a one human being. I kind of like that better, okay. despite the fact it is a Roman Catholic school and I'm not a Catholic, but I do like that better than. Harvard University. So we probably know you probably know this already. Harvard University foundationally, you know, Harvard have have a foundation for 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 fundraising, right? He has a Harvard probably has the largest endowment. You know, so Harvard University is a foundationally benefited from slavery. I, I believe you guys know that, right? Hold on a second. Let me check my audio just in case you guys... <laughs> what do you mean, Phil? Phil, come up and, uh, and talk if, if you want to. Uh, Brady, by the way, I'm going to make you the a uh, 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 speaker. Well, I'm my apology, I'm trying to use a computer, so I'm not too good with that. So uh, Phil, feel free to call in if you uh, want to talk, because I, I have to read my notes. I cannot stare at the calling room at all the time. However, also foundationally, as a foundation of Harvard University, Harvard University benefit from the opium wars with China. A lot of uh, Harvard endowments are from the uh, uh 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 reparation by the by by the qing dynasty uh uh to 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 uh to the to the u.s to the u.s i did not know that until recently a white american doing business in china he says so he said he he know that for a fact and the third thing as i have told you guys i'm a big vietnam war buff Harvard University provided a lot of smarts, quote smarts, smart people for the Vietnam War. Harvard intellectual intellectuals contributed to the institution of white privilege. So I would give you a few names. Okay, during the Vietnam War, you all we all know Robert McNamara. He is the defense minister. During the Vietnam War, he graduated from Harvard. There's a Bundy brother, two guys, McGeorge Mac Bundy and William Bundy. One of them is a Harvard president. JFK grabbed him out of Harvard University to be his, I think, a national security advisor. He's a Harvard guy, too. You can Google him, called McGeorge Gandhi uh Bundy, so I'm not going to Bundy, B-U-N-D-Y, William Bundy. Guess who else is? Harry Kissinger, Henry Kissinger, the guy who lived to 100 years, is still living. He graduated from Harvard. I think Ru- Rudy has some thoughts about, uh, uh, the, the, the uh, the, uh, 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 Henry Kissinger, I think Rudy had a room for about Henry Kissinger himself. Uh, Another person you guys probably know very well because he's out recently. Robert F. Kennedy, Jr. is also a Harvard graduate from Harvard Law School. And sure enough, RFK Jr. today as he's running for the president of the United States, he is around, lawyering around for the reputation of the Kennedy dynasty. Okay, in his recent interview, in Robert F RFK Jr's recent interview, he said his uncle JFK only sent 16,000, quote, advisors, quote, to Vietnam, you see how these uh, Harvard white privilege, how smart they are. They are very clever to word it. His uncle only sent 16,000 advisors to Vietnam. Therefore, his uncle never intended to get involved with Vietnam. That's a 100% BS. That's a typical white privileges. Uh, uh, narratives okay as i said from you know from the very beginning of this sunday series why privileges these are these are people with a high intellect they're high intellectuals these are harvard vietnam war experts george bundy william bundy rob McNara, harry uh, kissinger these are all considered high people with the highest intellectuals In fact, they are respected as superiors by other less educated whites, like JFK himself. Like LBJ, remember LBJ, Lyndon B. Johnson? He kept JFK's entire staff. Because LBJ, who graduated from a little unknown teacher's college in Texas, I'd admire these Harvard intellectuals' intellect. Nixon, too, by the way, Nixon hired Harry Kissinger. Nixon graduated from Duke. Nixon is not from Harvard. Of course, the mainstream media admired these Harvard intellectuals during the Vietnam War. And the ordinary Americans regardless of their skin color, they all, you know, consider these people so smart. We never questioned them. Right. As I said earlier, RFK Junior today is still trying to. Pull his Harvard lawyers tricks on us. Pretending that his uncle JFK did not get the send the boots on the ground because the 16,000 Americans are Quote, advisors, only a lawyer will split here like that. Right. So Harvard University is a pick all by itself. To start with, remember, it's a admission policy by Harvard University is being challenged here. I consider this admission policy by giving out the personality test to all st- applicants and somehow rank the Asians to be boring people. <laughs> I know that it's a, and in the name of a helping African American applicants or Hispanic applicants, it's a lipstick on a pig. That's what these white privileges usually do. That's their tricks. That's one of their tricks. So that's the first question. Is Harvard a pig? I would say yes. I have said it. The second one. Is the mainstream media an institution of white privilege? The answer is also yes, because it is by it's it's a total code incident. Probably. I read this article, which I'm going to post it on the on the uh, <coughs> uh, I'm going to pu- uh, put it in the, in, the, in, the, in the chat room, if I could. Okay, I'm glad you, you went there. Okay. This is a USA Today article recently. The title of it is called no longer suffering in silence. Asian Americans denied tech leadership roles. Go to court. So remember, so this article's title saying the Asian Americans has been denied leadership in the corporate America. Now they are going to the court. Okay. Well, I have said from my personal experience. Remember, I have worked for thirty-one different companies in this country. Okay, I can tell you all kinds of racial discrimination against me. And what I have now, you know, actually what I have since 2011 has been fantastic. I work remotely. I do what I'm told to do. I don't need to get in contact physically, you know, in person with anyone. If my boss is white or black or Hispanic, by the way, my current boss is a Puerto Rican. I have no problem. I never had any problem. So that's my liberation for me to have a, a job, a good paying job. But I don't have to get into the office. I don't have to get involved with the racial politics at work. But there's a lot of racial politics at work. Then you're going to say, hey, Peter, how come you're saying this is bad? This newspaper USA Today is saying, hey, the Asian-Americans now uh, long been denied leadership in the tech companies. Now they are taking, uh, taking it to the court. Let me tell you why. Why is it so bad? See, it takes you have to be very observant to see the little tricks played by the white privileges. Okay, you actually have to be very smart about it because you're dealing with high intellectuals. Okay, you if you go that to that link, you'll find out this. This article discussing the uh, discussing the glass ceiling in corporate America against Asian Americans are categorized in the section called, quote, money, end quote. That is a very clever signal. Asians are economic animals. All they care about is money. Remember, the title of the article is about asian americans are taking legal actions they go to the court which you will think it probably belongs to a section called the politics or probably a section about the justice no no the mainstream media will cleverly put this in the segment called money because asians are there for money they are economic animals okay if a black person is suing his or her employer for glass ceiling, it will belongs to politics racial justice uh all these uh, you know normal normal stuff if a woman was discriminated oh especially a white woman a boy you will go to front page if lbgtq-x oh by the way uh, the x is my invention because i do not know what new Letters will come up. So, so L B G T Q X. If they had a, if they have, if they have encountered a glass ceiling in corporate America, their ordeals would belong to the segment of politics, justice, community actions, all the good stuff. But when it comes to Asians being discriminated, it belongs to a segment called money. <laughs> so. This is how clever, this is why privilege is. the mainstream media, okay? And uh, now, I'm not the only one. So I'm very glad that some other people see the same thing, okay? Now I'm going to play, uh, now I actually do not know whether you, will, you guys can hear it. I am going to first post this clip on uh, by Megan Kelly. Okay, Megan Kelly is no progressive. She is interviewing a British commentator, Mark Stein. Again, Mark Stein is not a progressive, but they talk about the mainstream media's treatment of Asian Americans in relation to this Harvard admission case. I was laughing my ass off, so therefore, I'm gonna play a little bit for you guys. Okay, so hopefully it will work. Let me see.
2: Power on YouTube connected.
0: Okay, now I need to find out where's my phone. Ah uh, okay, my phone's here. Let me play that.
1: Uh, I'm kind of looking for some equipment in the background right now. But, um, aha. This could be the power recording question. This could be mine. Um, but, um, yeah, Harvard seems like it's been a gate institution for a minute. I'm not even very impressed with, uh, well, I, I think it was, uh, Brianna Joy Gray went to like Yale, wasn't it? but Yale's having the same problem, but yeah, I feel like the very best things should go to the very best humans and the most responsible humans, like the the most power should be put in the hands of the most responsible humans, and I feel like this kind of uh, racist nepotism is responsible for a lot of the nonsense and the kind of uh, the lack of efficiency that we see in uh the entire world it kind of it reverberates through the whole planet and just we end up with slavery and stuff like that because of stuff like this so this this enables slavery in my opinion on a uh indirectly enables so
0: uh, brady so i'm assuming you cannot hear uh, any youtube clip that I was uh, playing is that right brady
1: yep nothing here it's quiet here
0: okay I'm I'm gonna give up uh, playing this YouTube uh, clip. It is in the in the. In it for the chat you to it guys. Uh,
1: you want me to play it I'm for sorry? you real quick? I can play oh, yeah, it for it you. That, real quick. yeah, that oh, yo, yes. Yeah. Thanks. Thank you. Yeah. Let's go ahead and do that. So the, the show must go Here's on, the as they say. So I'm gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna play this clip to you guys right now. It's coming up.
0: Okay. Cool.
1: Hopefully, my, my connection is good. I just have a little advertisement yeah, mike check this is right. mike the finger check
2: hey everyone i'm megan kelly welcome to the megan kelly show later today we're going to get to these violent riots happening overseas what a time oh, for france i just left there
1: is that the one peter is that the is that the clip
0: yes it is the clip check. you can fast forward a little bit she is doing some commercial and then he will be right into it it's the first few minutes it's like the first 2 minutes oh.
1: Okay, when, when Roger guy, that. Roger Stein, that. Thank you. It's like an hour and a half long video. I was like, okay, this can't be what he had in mind. But yeah, I'll go ahead and play the first no, few it's minutes. Only
0: two minutes uh, of the start because he is she she and the Stein is talking about the this Harvard admission case. It was uh, about the mainstream media's reaction to to the to the Harvard admission case. It is hilarious.
1: Yeah, I'll go ahead and play the first few minutes real quick. Let's see, let's get that knocked out.
2: happening overseas. What a time for France. I just left there. All hell broke loose. Uh, so we'll get to what it means and how it may dovetail into some of the things we've seen in our own country over the past few years. But we begin today with the follow-up from the U.S. Supreme Court's rulings last week. Uh, it continued over the weekend with some hysterical press reaction related to affirmative action. Asians right, were apparently not, never being discriminated against, according to the mainstream media. It was just the evil white people who led them to falsely believe that. It's always great to talk to my friend Mark Stein, host of The Mark Stein Show, which is available everywhere, and non Stein, S-T-E-Y-N, online.com. Hey, subscribe to the show on YouTube and follow me on Facebook in the extreme altitudes of Argentina. The flavor, you've heard me talk about Bonner Private Wine Partnership, leather, smoke, and a little dark cherry. Well, today, I've got a great offer for you. If you visit Bonner, B-O-N-N-E-R, a small batch limited wine, visit Bonner, B-O-N-N-E-R. Here you go. Back
1: Mark, here. Welcome
2: back to the show. Hey, great to be with you, Megan. Great to have you. So it's so crazy when you read the reaction to the Supreme Court saying uh, affirmative action will be struck down, uh, race-based admissions policies are contrary to the Equal Protection Clause of the Constitution, and the left reacting with there was never any discrimination, it's just the evil white people who led the Asians to believe that. Before I play you some of the sound bites, let me read you what at least one honest writer in The New Yorker said explicitly right so they've already given up the game some lefties have already admitted yes we've been doing it here's the truth saying the evidence the plaintiffs had amassed that harvard in particular discriminated against asian applicants through a bizarre and unacceptable quote personal rating system is overwhelming and indeed that's true i mean the court laid it out in great detail how they've been using personality scores to to get rid of the asians to say the same way they used to do with the jews this time it was they had too many asians who were above the grade they had to find some way of telling them they didn't qualify for admission and they used their personalities to get rid of them so you'd replaced asian with black these same leftists who are now disputing that new yorker piece uh would Would be outraged. But now, since it's Asian Americans who benefited and arguably blacks who didn't, they've got to push ridiculous narratives like this one from NPR. Listen to this, Mark. There's no evidence that there's a practice of anti Asian discrimination. Predominantly white conservative political forces are leveraging this experience of being racially marginalized among Asian Americans to say, yeah, and by the way, there's this policy that you're not benefiting from. I feel like Asian Americans have been used. The myth ignores the long legacies of systemic racism faced by black Americans. It ignores selective recruiting of highly educated immigrants, and it enforces a false story about Asian Americans who are not a monolith. That is their latest position, that they were basically smart enough to get into Harvard, but too dumb to realize that they were just political pawns of the whites.
1: That's probably where you're going to wrap it up, huh, Peter? Hello, Peter. I imagine that's a good stopping point. I hope that sounded okay. Yes,
0: uh, yes. I'm on mute. Uh, uh, Yes. Can you hear me okay, Brady? Yep. Cool. Great. Thank you. Yeah, so uh, that's good enough. So what Mark Stein and Megan Kelly is saying is, if Asians are so smart in math and can get into Harvard uh, uh, with such a high percentage, are these really so dumb to be taught by these mainstream media that uh, they are being used as a tool for the uh for, for the whites. I find it to be just hilarious. And if you admit that these group of people called the Asians are so smart, then don't say shit that they're thinking that they will not they cannot tell it apart. <laughs> and the, the Asians are pretty, pretty clever when it comes to politics, when it comes to laws, when it comes to anything. Because just like everybody else, anyone regardless of their skin color, they are, they can be very smart. They can tell apart what are lies, what are truth, and know that. So that is from two conservative commentators laughing at the mainstream media as an institute of white privilege. They truly believe the Asians are this stupid. Okay? Uh, by the way, I think I want to, I always want to say something about this guy, Chairman Yashitala. Of the uh, African People's Socialist Party. He's asking the same question. Are the US government really this thinking that the Africans are this stupid that they need the Russians to teach them about civil rights? (laughs) I was like, yeah, duh. So it's the same thing. The mainstream media they truly believe they can get away with this kind of shit. So the mainstream media is also a pig, an institution. Of white privilege now now let's talk about strategy that's the next segment i have talked about this strategy called the triangulation right i have said in the past i think rudy is a big fan of this theory called the try oh, rudy's gone triangulation triangulation i have talked about the uh, 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 the founding fathers of this country deliberately said about three branches of government. It's a triangulation of a three separate but equal branches of government to check and balance each other. Right? And I also talked about the in my ethno political the- series about the uh, triangulation of the new romance of the three great uh, superpowers of a triangulation actually, you know, Here is a triangulation. Okay, I will describe first the Harvard University's triangulation strategy. Well, by the way, if you read the mainstream media, they will just say, "Oh, these are the white conservatives using Asians to take away rights of the black people." Right? Remember, there's a three-party here. Okay, the mainstream media is teaching you. The white conservatives is using Asians to take away the rights or the whatever or reparation or affirmative action away from African-American applicants and the Hispanic applicants. But I want to talk about Harvard University's triangulation strategy in its admission policy. And I can easily sum it up as this. It's called the rob Peter to pay Paul. Who is the robber? There got to be someone who robbed Peter to pay Paul. Let's say that person is John. Okay. Say John robbed Paul hundreds of years ago. John cheated a lot of money out of Paul. And Paul demands a payback from John. And by the way, John used his money from Paul to build a school called Harvard University. Peter comes lately, being relatively speaking fresh off the boat. Peter has some achievement, he has some success, he has some money. But actually, John also in the past. Also cheated a lot of money from Peter, but Peter has never demanded John for a payback. Now John one day had an idea. Without notifying Peter, he started charging more tuition money from Peter, and the people like Peter for attending. John's school called Harvard and at the same time John will reduce the tuition Paul has to pay to attend the same school so I call that is a Rob Peter to pay Paul it's Harvard University's triangulation strategy it's a very clever strategy only a wide privileges a white high intellectuals can come up this kind of tricks so is it fair for Peter if John insists that he can rob Peter to pay Paul you know so so that is a triangulation strategy started by Harvard University I follow this case for a long time. I actually talked to the person behind this case. He is a Jewish person. He's a pretty, pretty wealthy guy. His name is Edward Bloom. B-L-U-M. Because I called him and said, it's hilarious. You are not an Asian. How can you come up with a, a group of Asian students or their parents? Who uh, I think what they uh, they 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 formed a a a corporation. Uh, Remember, corporations are persons too, right? According to the United States Supreme Court. They formed a group called the Students for Fair Admission Inc. They formed that organization solely to sue Harvard University for that. So I actually talked to that guy. I said, "You're not an Asian. Why are you doing this?" You know, we actually had you know conversations. I actually don't recall exactly what he said. But of course, you know, as Asian myself, I, I do believe this is a Rob Peter to pay Paul scheme. Now, I'm not talking about racial uh, equal justice under law. I'm just saying this scheme is a Rob Peter to pay Paul. If John want to pay Paul, uh, pay back Paul. Yeah, but do it legally. If you rob another person to pay another person, that's still a crime, right? So, Ed Bloom, he come up with a, his triangulation strategy, because as we all know, affirmative action was challenged twice in the past. Once in 1978, and another one is late, late, uh, late later. In both cases uh the the litigant failed and they're both white the, 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 the plaintiffs are white are white persons so Ed the bloom is using very cleverly of course a triangulation strategy he's a Jew but he got a hold of a group of uh, Asian Americans and he formed this group and sued and it takes nine years but he got what he wanted in Chinese, there's a saying, use your enemy's poison to attack your enemy. So I think what Ed Boon did is exactly that. He used his triangulation strategy to defeat Harvard University's triangulation strategy. All right, so we all know about not I did not even know about this. Now I know about the personality test for college admissions that that is an interesting thing, because had I know that I would say, okay, what about the net worth test before someone can vote? You know, and uh, and these are the little tricks. White majorities has played on racial minorities since the beginning. Of this country, since the beginning of this government. You know, I mean, I know there's a lot of HBCU organizations in this country. Do those college do any personality test in their admission by race? You know, you know, if Harvard University can use personality tests of Asians for admissions, then can corporate America use personality tests to deny promotions of Asian Americans? Kachin Kachin going back to that USA Today article in the segment called Money about Asian Americans being denied tech leadership job in the US companies. right so 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 that is that now no now let's talk about the, the the opinion by the u.s supreme court again i did not read the whole thing but i know what words i need to search and i find them and I, this is very good so here's the things that you guys may not know okay like i said affirmative action is a form of reparation that's not what i said that's by the someone by the name of uh, 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 Sandra Day O'Connor. She is the first female justice appointed to the U.S. Supreme Court. She is the third favorite justice of mine. I like her a lot because I know in two cases, she did it extremely well, in my opinion. Okay, that's regardless of her politics, her gender, her skin color. So let me read a little bit about this article from Washington Examiner. Uh, I picked them just randomly. I googled, I pick up the first one. So this happened to be. uh, uh, This is a uh, what I say, this is a uh, this is an article written back in 2018. Remember, this uh, Harvard admission litigation started, I think, around 2014. So by in 2018, already people knows this case is going to go all the way up to the U.S. Supreme Court. OK, Because this will be the third challenge against affirmative action in, in, in education. Uh, the past two failed attempt is done by white litigants and this time is by the Asian Americans. I'll read a little about about this. June 23rd marks the 15th anniversary of a Grutter versus Bollinger. Bollinger, the most important affirmative action decision since the back case of 1978. We marked the date because Justice Sandra Day O'Connor told us to. And the deadline she set is only 10 years away now. Remember, this is a 2018 article there is a deadline of affirmative action set by this justice by the name of Sandra Day O'Connor. In her majority opinion in Grutter, she upheld the University of Michigan Law School's treatment of a race as a, quote, plus, unquote, factor in admissions, but she also set a time limit for that policy. Quote, We expect that 25 years from now, the use of racial preferences will no longer be necessary to further the interest approved today, unquote. Sandra O'Connor, she's appointed by Reagan, by a conservative. Okay. She acknowledged that affirmative action is a legitimate government purpose. She is a for it. But she also acknowledged that affirmative action is a racial preference. It is a racial discrimination. But she set a time limit of 25 years. Remember that. Remember that. She said it. Everybody knows it's a discrimination. Okay, but she said, we know it's discrimination. Let's give it a try for 25 years and we see how it works. Can I take that as an answer? Yes, I will say so. I will will say so. But as this 2018 article already said, the clock is ticking. And finally the clock stopped and the affirmative action in the Harvard admission is considered unconstitutional. However, I have said earlier, in this scheme of a rob Peter to pay Paul, John is the one who is doing it. If we knock down this scheme of uh, rob Peter to pay Paul, does John still owes money to Paul, and is how is he going to pay back to Paul? That is also a legitimate question, right? And uh, and and this is where I want to dwell a little bit bigger, deeper, because you will not hear this from mainstream media. The mainstream media, their goals is to instigate racial divide. You know, and the government's role is also to instigate the politicians in the government, all of them, Republicans and Democrats. They their, their trick is always to instigate racial divide so that they can be elected again and again, and again, forever. But I'm going to talk about it. When you end the scheme of a robbing the P- uh, rob Peter to pay Paul. It, do you still owe Paul money? Should still be still uh, still there be remedies for what happened in the past? Now, so now let me talk about what the US Supreme Court did talk about this time. It's a hilarious. First, I Googled the opinion. Brown v. Board of Education case. This is what the U.S. Supreme Court wrote this time: "Quote the culmination of this approach came finally in Brown v. Board of Education. There, the court overturned the separate but equal regime established in Plessy, and began on the path of invalidating all de jure racial discrimination by the states." and federal government, and quote. There's one thing I've said in the past. In this decision, in this verbiage, in this paragraph, the Supreme Court once again, clearly, cleverly disguised the fact that Brown v. Board of Education applies to education only. While well, Plassey versus Ferguson applied to all accommodations. Plassey versus Ferguson is applied not just to streetcars, to the buses, to the swimming pools, not just to the schools, to the restaurant, to all kinds of imaginable places of gathering. Okay, but the Brown v. Board of Education only says that in education, in public education, separate but equal is wrong. It did not say it's wrong in the army. It did not say it's wrong in corporate America. It did not say those. Okay, once again, the US Supreme Court today still cleverly disguised the fact that Brown somehow applied to all, abolished all separate but equal. No. Brown v. Board of Education only address the public education area first. So I also searched the word the Plassey versus Ferguson in the opinion. I'm going to quote the opinion from the course again. Despite the early recognition of the broad sweep of the Equal Protection Clause of the Fourteenth Amendment, The court, alongside the country, quickly failed to live up to the cause's core commitments. For almost a century after the Civil War, state-mandated segregation was in many parts of the nation a regrettable norm. This court played its own role in that ignoble history allowing in Plessy versus Ferguson separate but equal regime that will come to deface much of America. This wording is also very clever. Okay, it's also very clever. He failed to say it's actually started with the U.S. Supreme Court who allowed this is a huge racial divide in education. The court is almost solely responsible for the racial divide in educational achievement. But in the ver- in the verbiage here that you know, these white privileges, the judicial white privilege, they are very clever. There was a the court alongside the country Why the fuck you want to bring up alongside the country? You are untouchable. You don't even need to give a fuck about the country. You can just decide whatever the law, the constitution requires you to decide. They do it because they want to kind of deflect their responsibility. The court quickly failed to live up to the clause's court commandments. No, like as my past episode have said, the courts invalidated a war amendment. An amendment signed because of a war. It's like a treaty signed after a war and the party who put their signature on that treaty failed to fulfill the treaty. That's what the court did. It's not about defacing much of America. This is what the word they use. Clever. I don't know what the word deface means. I will use a much stronger word. The court planted the evil seeds and cancer cells throughout the entire body of America. It's all the court's fault, first and foremost. because the court is the John here. who robbed Peter? Oh, sorry who robbed Paul? right? So that is the two things I quickly you know search from in the in the decision. I want to tell you guys that I don't uh, this decision I know as bad it is, especially if you're African Americans or, or Hispanics, I don't think it is as bad as a Dobbs decision. There's a two fundamental difference between these two decisions. Roe v. Wade, I've said, is decided mostly by Republican appointed justices. And there's no time limit set in Roe v. Wade. Roe v. Wade basically acknowledged that women have the rights to choose. It's a federal right. Compared to the affirmative action decisions I've said earlier, Sandra Day O'Connor, even though she is a Republican appointed justice, she acknowledged there is a value in affirmative action. She believed despite the fact it is discrimination, she is willing to try it for 25 years. Did the central day O'Connor say in 25 years, we must end the affirmative action. She did not say that. Right. We still have a need. Of a reparation. We still have a need to compensate. The evil seeds and the cancer cells that spread by the U.S. Supreme Court in Plessy versus Ferguson. So that's one big difference. Sandra Day O'Connor acknowledged there is a good in a reaction. There is a legit purposes. It is discriminatory, but we're going to allow it for 25 years. She did not say stop after 25 years. That implies that maybe we, it's time for us to reevaluate what should be done. Now that is what I said, The the SCOTUS opinion did cover all these cases, which allow me to comment on them. Oh, another thing different between Dobbs decision and this Harvard admission policy decision is this. I think the Harvard decision is very thorough when it comes to the historic facts, it, it, the opinion gathered everything together, which is good. The Dobbs decision is very pathetic because the left have said in the past the justice the liberal justices justices they showed no intellect no judicial intellect they have allowed Alito to beat them up with this English common law history without bringing the concept of American sovereignty into the decision. At the minimum, the liberal justice should have argued that the women should be master of her own domain, she'll be queen of her castle. That's the American concept. That's not an English concept. So in, in that decision, in the Dobbs decision, the, the liberal justice totally failed. So, so now in this one, the entire court did not act, answer these two questions. Is it wrong for John to rob Peter to pay Paul? So what Asian Americans or African Americans or Hispanic Americans for the historic wrongs they suffer? Now I have learned uh, this uh, original Siamese twins is actually Chinese from Thailand, who came to America a long time ago. They are born conjoined together. So they, they are, they are part of the freak show touring America. And they make some money from those tours and they purchase slaves with those money. So they are the only slave owner, Chinese slave owner in America. But these two guys, they are a freak show at birth and their life and their slave ownership, to me, a freak incident. I know Jewish people are involved with the slave trade. I don't think any Asians did anything material in promoting prolonging slavery then is it wrong or is it right? Is it okay for John to rob Peter to pay Paul? Does Harvard University who which benefited tremendously from slavery against the Africans and benefit tremendously from the opium trade to China? Do they have the rights to rob Asian American applicants? to compensate African-American and Hispanic applicants. The Supreme Court did not say that. Only I will say that because I see through things way better than they do. The second question, the Supreme Court opinion did not answer. After John was stopped robbing Peter to pay Paul, after you invalidate this affirmative action admission policy does john still owe paul something you know if you say okay sandra or connor set the time limits and we say today that time expired no more affirmative action but these there still A debt owed by John to Paul. And what are we going to do about that, especially when you, the U.S. Supreme Court. Is the original planter of these evil seeds in America. You cannot just say, oh, we did the Plassey versus Ferguson along with the country. No, you cannot just shake off and get away that easily. Not from me. The Supreme court is in this opinion, silence on that. All right. So, so, so that is, is, uh, is the things, two things that U.S. Supreme court totally missed. They either did it intentionally or they don't give a fuck. So. I come to my conclusion. I know this case from the get go, when you get to the U.S. Supreme Court, this is whatever the U.S. Supreme Court decide, it's going to be bad for the U.S. Supreme Court. Because they they put themselves in a bind. They can only do a good decision if they acknowledge what this show is all about. Is that U.S. Supreme Court planted so many seeds of racial injustice throughout the history. All these racial disparities are deep-rooted in their past decisions. Education is probably the best example. Wealth gap, I know it's another one. But educational gap, racial gap in education is the most glaring one. Okay, you know, like like I said before, you know, in, in China they call this uh, a flash mob, robbing the uh, store in malls in America. It's called a uh, zero-cost Christmas shopping. I told my Chinese friends, don't blame these people. This is the evidence of a completely failed educational system in America. And that goes back to Plassey versus Ferguson, segregation of schools. Right? Now, in my past episode, I have talked about this uh, woman, Amy Wax. She has her theory about these achievement gaps. she pointed the fingers at the black communities she actually have a uh, quite a few Uncle Toms supporting her views. that tells you a lot because the judicial white privileges they will say oh it's all happened in the past you're on your own now that's what this this decision is about. It's good, in my opinion, for Asian Americans, but it is bad for African Americans, for Hispanic Americans, because the U.S. Supreme Court have never offered a remedy, a legal remedy for its own wrongs, for its own wrongs. I googled also in the Scottish opinion, reparation, the word reparation. I could not find a word. Not even once I said earlier, Sandra Day O'Connor acknowledged affirm the action is a legitimate government interest. If affirmative action is a form of reparation, did this opinion signal that the the Supreme Court will ban any reparation policy in the future? As we know, California is coming up with a reparation policy. Can someone, I appreciate that there's plenty of Asians in California, do the same thing? Challenging the reparation policy in California, because the reparation likely will be race based. So that's my second point in conclusion. The third. Why when I could not find the word reparation, I was like, why didn't the liberal justice say anything? They could have followed Justice O'Connor's lead. By posting the question to the majority, saying, "Hey, if you get rid of this, what's your remedy? Is there still a wrong that needs to be remediated?" That's a fair argument. If you, the majority, today is saying for affirmative action is a, as a form of a reparation is unconstitutional, but how you, the court, correct? your own historic wrong. Now you admitted your your major part of it. Remember the court wrote themselves saying quote, this court played its own role in that ignoble history allowing in Placid versus Ferguson the separate but equal regime that would come to deface much of America unquote. You admitted in this opinion and you should know All these achievement gaps in education, which, of course, play directly into the college admission, is caused directly by your decision. By stopping John Harvard University to rob Peter to pay Paul, but that does not correct the wrong that happened to to Paul. Right. So to sum up, to sum up, I think in this in, in this decision, first the court admitted its own wrong and the injury caused by its own wrong. The second, the court knew or should have knew. Oh, by the way, I googled the Justice O'Connor. It's not Google. I searched Justice O'Connor's name in this opinion issued by the court. They are there. The court knows Justice O'Connor already elaborate on her view of the affirmative action admission policies. I believe she's correct. She's reasonable. She's saying give it 25 years and figure out what we'll figure out what to do next. Now, she has a hope that today, we will not need to have an affirmative action policy. Because all applicants of all skin colors are all sufficiently qualified to have a good mix of college student population. But that did not happen. But that does not mean we should give up. So that's the second that the courts knew, in its own opinion, Justice O'Connor have acknowledged the state interest of affirmative action at that time. But she set a time limit. It does not mean we must end it today. We, that we should, that means only mean we should regroup. We should evaluate. We should take more actions. But the court didn't do that. This is my third point is that the court just say, oh, it's time's up. A firm action must go. Bye bye, adios. Lastly, like I said earlier, when it comes to injury caused by the U.S. Supreme Court, all these nine justices, including the liberal justice, they all somehow forgot about it. They just put some nice words about Placid versus Ferguson. They do not go back, in my opinion, step by step. Of all, why there's such a educational achievement gaps comparing African Americans to the rest of the nation? They just say, "Oh, forget about it. We don't want to talk about it," including these liberal liberal justices. So that actually makes me wonder: Are these liberal justices? Uh, that's Kagan. That's uh. I, I think it's probably. I think this decision is made by eight justices. I think one of the justices recused herself. Long story short, you know, I'm. I've always said I'm not a big fan of this uh, justice Sotomayor because I think she's being useless, as far as I'm concerned. But my question will be: How come these liberal justices don't talk about? When John robbed Paul in the past, and now John robbed Peter to pay Paul, and the court stopped John to do robbing of Peter, but does court need to say anything about how John paid back to Paul? as simple as that. These liberal justices, they should have known. They should have argued this kind of stuff. They did not. You know, I'm just guessing maybe these liberal justices is just a product of affirmative action. They're just not that smart. Like I said, not me saying that. Lawrence Tribe, the Harvard law professor in a leaked memo in 2010, says Justice Sotomayor is not that smart. I agree with him. So so that in a nutshell, you know, is uh, what I want to talk about, about this uh, Harvard admission case. Uh, I got uh, <laughs> that's a funny uh, uh, handle. Yes, count. <laughs> oh, by the way, I actually made a word count. I call the content C-U-N-T-E-N-T. There's a lot of content content in, in our social media. Go ahead. Rudy, I'm gonna make you a speaker.
3: What's going on, Peter?
4: How you doing?
3: Good, good, how about you?
4: Pretty good, man. Um, I'm glad you got the show going, just on that last bit, because I've been out for a minute. I was wondering, do you ever, do you ever just like figure that, you know, uh, the liberals are just there and, you know, pretend opposition?
0: To me, I felt that these liberal justices, they are just like a filler, like they are quota, mm. you know, you know, I just exactly. don't think they they're, they're intellectually they're not strong enough to, to make this kind of argument say hey you shouldn't do it this way
4: but the, I, I think they're ideologically the same you know very similar so uh,
0: at this point
4: this this the ideological sort of um I, I think the ideology just does not permit them at this moment in time to be flexible you know, there, there was time when they hadn't basically controlled everything, where you know there, there was supposedly some threat to to power, and then they had to sort of let go of some. You know, in the time of uh, is it Roosevelt, but there's no threat right now, and I suppose I don't know. Sometimes it doesn't seem to be a. I mean, we see that there's no threat. But at the same time, the country is going for broke, you know, and Prisad just makes the point that, you know, at this point, they just going like, like hungry uh, sharks to the last bit of meat in our uh-huh. education system. Very
0: interesting. I food. hear you. You're saying that FDR have threatened the U.S. Supreme Court justice. That's why they they actually work harder. Is that what you say earlier?
4: Right. It, it seems yeah, like yeah, when, when yeah, there was a, a good... point when they were about to lose everything they had to justify themselves and so i think these are sort of these two few liberal justices i think these are sort of the remnants of this we need to do something to appease the people but i mean if you look at the other the the, the things that they've been sort of you, you see all of these positions these are uh, that they're taking that they've never taken before and i think there's, there's this the country is sort of at a stalemate in all the worst places. You know, it just cannot move, uh, because the rich they you know, they need to eat more every year. And the poor, well we are just you know, we we got we can't squeeze the belt any any tighter, you know. It's just we we've, give, we've given the last um Loop will the last hold to the Ukrainians right and so you got the middle class against the very poor and it's it's this where who are you you've already robbed paul you've already robbed peter you've already robbed <laughs> and there's really nobody else um you know and and the chinese won't stand for it anymore and is it who who is it now argentina is also joining these people it's a tough place to be these, these you know, leeches. And I think that is also reflected in their judges, as well as their cops, you know, as well as their politicians, who, in the same year that so many people are, you know, out in the streets, angry at the cops, well, they're, they're giving the cops a, a, a training place in the middle of the forest, meant to... to bring down protests in the cities. So, and you, you've definitely seen more than I have of this uh, swamp land that they call the judicial system, you know, but at this point, I, I get lost, too much lost in the sauce, and I'm satisfied with just thinking that the liberals, like liberals everywhere, are just there, you know, at best to to, 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 to make it not hurt as bad at worse, you know. And they, they're, they're the, the ones that are actually pushing the agenda.
0: Um, but the, ma- the mainstream yeah. media uh, broadcast, some of the uh, comments made by the liberal justices, it's a very typical. They're just saying, we want it. They teach you like a crybaby kind of a response. Like, uh, you know, we want it, we deserve it. You you, you don't give it you take this away, we're, we're going to cry. I was like, no, 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 you are there to do a job. Your job is to legally go back to the history, say, here's how, what happened. And that you at least make your legal points there. All they're doing is that. Oh, you take away yada, yada, yada from African Americans. Yes, it is, but tell them why they are doing this is in, unjust you have it, to show it
4: they it, don't it seem it seems like it's you know if i was trying to lose and i was trying to you know make my case ridiculous that's the road that i would take you know and liberals they keep doing this and i'm convinced they do it because they want to shoot themselves because ultimately the position that they hold right those that's not really their position Right, that is the position of people, right? And so they want to create a type of straw man out of our position because ultimately they they too are, they have skin in taking out, uh, taking away our rights. They have skin in all of this stuff. Um, and the way that they have to do it is many times, especially as they, you know, will not relent on taking our money, and which is, according to the MMT people, they really don't need it. Anyway, so, so this just, just some type of psychopathic game where we, for some reason, must have our tax money taken away, um, even though they don't need it, even though they just print and they just, you know, write zeros, um, and really our taxes have basically be- no bearing in the system. It's just. It seems
0: yeah. like it's just our time that they want. But. Yeah, so, so by the way, I, I do admire, uh, first of all, uh, Robert Jackson, a uh, Supreme Court Justice, who is appointed by FDR. He's my favorite. The second one was Scalia. Uh, and uh, and the third will, will, will be this uh, Sandra O'Connor. And uh, I'll tell you, if uh, Scalia is still alive and the uh, Ruth Bader uh, Ginsburg is still alive, I'm pretty sure there will be a good debate among them, about, uh, between the two. Okay, I'm pretty sure Scalia will say this Harvard scheme of a, uh, uh, of admission is called a uh, rob Peter to pay Paul. It's wrong. Oh, but on its face. I'm pretty sure RBG will, will say, well, what if uh, uh Paul is still old money, and it's done by this court to start with? Peter, called the Palacio version. Do, do, do <laughs> you
4: enjoy I, this like I enjoy football? I, I enjoy soccer. But, it's
0: yeah, this is like a football. It's all about strategy, right? It's all about the, it's, you know football. It's a called a football intellect in American football. It's the same thing with soccer. You know, you can have a very good physical. Physically, you have a good player, but the, their brain does not work that well. Do you know? Do I'm saying? You know, I, I mean, is that guy uh, Pele, the 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 famous uh, soccer uh, great? He said that the uh, playing soccer is like a dancing. Mm. I, I totally agree with you, it, right? It's like fancy.
4: You have to know the rhythm. It's, you know? it's true, but there is something real in the fake game of soccer. But in these people's game, this it's just all fake. Because if you were to reveal, you know, the the game, then if they were to really go into contention with each other, it reveals too much. You know, the whole, <laughs> <who> <laughs> I think, I think I, it was I, Brianna Joy Gray that I was listening to. And she was making the case, a similar case with these judges and such, um, or it was other democratic politicians, basically saying, why don't they say this, these things? Why don't they pull at the, the heartstrings of American in the way that they know surely the Americans will have their heart, you know, strings pulled? Because they know they have the polls. They they know all of these things. They can show, but they cannot. They cannot put up a real fight. Because if they put up a real fight, then that activates the people, and ultimately they, their skin in the game is to make to make sure that people um, either are asleep or put to sleep by you know the the right wing extremists, a, a, you know, ala the the clan, how the clan was used, how the gangsters were were used, you know, it, that's what the American government does, and I just I see. I, I don't know, I'm look I'm listening to you, and believe me, uh, I, I can get lost in the sauce, you know, but it, it just seems to me, this is just like, uh, you know, this is worse than soccer, because again, soccer, there's something real about soccer, but this is all fake, and I'm trying to figure out, hmm, what is, what is Peter getting out of this? Is it just sporting entertainment? Because certainly there's no Exit from
0: this. Well, oh, oh, by the way, before I forget, because I see Amanda, Lysol, uh, uh, Phil, and uh, uh, Rudy here. So basically, tomorrow, 12 15, uh, Heidi, me, Brady, and I want to invite everybody to try to do this brainstorming to prepare for September when the Congress back to session. I want to start doing call in actions. (laughs) for against uh, uh, rokana your favorite and uh, i want to call some uh, members on the uh, select Committee on china people and uh, just quite want to you know uh, embarrass them a little bit uh so i want to do some brainstorming this summer uh starting tomorrow so i hope you guys can join us which will be uh, uh will be uh, 12 15 uh, uh pm e East, uh, eastern time. OK, but going back to what you're really saying, you're saying this whole <laughs> whole judiciary is a fake. I'm not disagreeing with you. That's my point <laughs> It's like, oh, uh, by the way, I'm going to do another one uh, for the ethno politics, because this famous guy, Richard Haas, H-A-A-S, he I'm told published uh, on the New Yorker. Uh, so New York Times, a article about why he believed the American way of doing this whole global order thing isn't going to be no good. Richard Hart is like a giant in the foreign affairs, in foreign policy in the US. If he says so, which I already noticed, French politicians, diplomats are saying if Richard Hart is saying that I was like, boy, something big is coming. You know, we, the American people can realize that not only our judiciary is such a fakery you know our entire government our elected officials are just a show it's just a fakery and uh and uh you know so yeah i mean you know i hope you guys can you know join in like i said i it's not like it's not like a my show i just want to have a brainstorming venue to do something to uh i know like, so, kong is brady i will put the brady on a, on a short leash i promise that okay <laughs> uh, you know, i will tell brady first things that don't try to sell your proxy party <laughs> to a politician because he will hang up on you argue with him with some points like you know about the socialism with the Rokana, you know i will have some china thing with us the, the china's a select committee on china thing I want to call Bernie Sanders. I want him to do something very simple. Get some federal funding to restore the population of moose in Vermont, okay? It's not as big as a Medicare for all. We know you cannot do that. You're too old, you're too afraid, you're too frail, but you can do something about the moose in Vermont (laughs) because you should learn from China to have a, a moose reproduction and the research center to make more moose babies so that they, you know you will we will restore the native species in vermont right we, we we killed off all the native americans can we keep uh those native species such as such as moose you know there in vermont <laughs> so i i want to push this idea to to bernie sanders as a joke I mean, as a half joke, half serious. You need an e oh, Okay, yes, yes. Uh, I will, I will try. Hey, like I said, I'm not against anyone. I want to collaborate. I want. I believe call in should be action driven. You know, I've said earlier on the start. I cannot believe Danny spent 17 hours of her Sunday on a social media platform. If you like marijuana, okay, but don't fucking consume like pounds uh, uh, of marijuana in a day. It's bad for you. Don't don't eat too much food or alcohol, okay, or social media. Go out. So sorry. Go ahead, uh, Rudy. You want to, Phil? Sorry, uh, Rudy and the Phil. Go ahead. I, I'm talking too much.
3: Philip, yo, what's going on, guys? Um, hey, Phil. hey. Do do you think Peter, at the same time that like this, the whole idea of uh, considering like Ivy League admissions as real reparation is uh, it's kind of bullshit, right? Like, do, uh, do, do, yeah, do you no, believe sorry. in like real material reparations? I'm just asking. Oh yeah, I am for reparation. If you listen to
0: my past episode, I am for reparation. I have said I will provide the not only. I will provide a the theory, not only reparations legally justified, it is operationable, is doable. I, 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 you know, I have said, I like Andrew Yang's idea of a universal basic income, but he failed to provide real oper- uh, operable plan to convince people that this is doable. On the reparation, I will be able to convince people that it's not only it's legally justified. It is operational. And everybody, including white people, will be OK with it. OK, yeah. Remember this: yeah. the mainstream media, their goal is to instigate racial divide. Politicians same. not me. I'm looking at it as a, you know, from a, because I want to keep peace. I want to keep peace through justice. You know, remember the French riot these days? I've always said these African migrants, they don't treat France as uh, their equal, uh, 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 the equal, the government who treat them equally. They're treating the police as occupiers. You know, the police to them is not a peacekeeper. Police to them are occupiers. We We cannot have that you know but sorry go ahead
3: phil i don't mean to cut you short no just that it, i agree with you i think i think um it makes sense morally um and you know i i think it should be a descendants of slavery thing um, and that's actually what i wanted to get into with you more cuz you tend to just the way i hear you 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 make the lines very ethnic and what do you think, for example, do you think that there should be preparations for um, Americans who are black but aren't the descendants of of slavery in America? Uh, this is where I like I always said, I'm going to keep this topic
0: like the last episode of the entire show. This is like maybe even two years from today, because uh, that is going to take a. Uh, a lot of explanations okay like i said i got to know this uh uh lawyer friend of mine through a case he did the case is this bank of america around a lot of uh, black borrowers in the 2008 financial crisis okay so many states sued bank of america including Delaware. So they got a probably, dollarware got probably $44 million. Say Bank of America agreed to pay $500 million or $1 billion, whatever. So dollarware got $44 million. Of course, all these are handled by the Joe Biden's son, Bo Biden. Okay. Bo Biden said this money should be used for the general budget of the state which eventually will go to the farmers of Delaware. Most of the farmers in Delaware are not African-Americans. So this lawyer, a friend of mine, oh, remember, this is a, a is, this is a process done by legislature, legislation first. Okay. The, leg- the lawmakers say, we're going to use this $44 million to, uh, from Bank America from the Iran, they did it to African-American. I did not say that part. This is 44000000 million. We're going to use that as a general budget. And 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 and, and this, lawyer said, this is under law. You have no remedy. Because the, the lawmakers say this goes to the farmers, not go to the black communities. And the attorney general of the state say yes, Biden. Say, yes, we support that. What oh, these African uh, communities do? Yeah. They use this, they, this lawyer offered his service. He, they went to the chancery court, say this has to be stopped because uh, it's, it's, they're already wronged by a bank. Now they have been second round by the government. Okay. So it's a very complicated theory why j- reparation is not only legally justified, it's operational. Okay, I'm not going to talk about it today because it's a long. It goes back to what, what uh, Malcolm X said, also, but in a different way. It's complicated. It's not some like a stupid uh, person who are uh, just obsessed with uh, his own misery on the calling room can understand. But I will elaborate on that. And uh, but uh, go, go, go ahead. Yeah, So I'm I'm for reparation, but uh, I do believe what Harvard is doing is uh, uh, putting a lipstick on a pig. Harvard University is still a pig. They are an institution of white privilege.
3: Okay, sorry, oh. I'm just pro- I'm just processing all of it. <laughs> that, that's right. I was
0: reading Ly- Lysol's comment. Oh, by the way, Hannah, I know you have a lot of comment. Let me try to uh, answer Hannah's question. Uh, uh, Hannah asked, "Where uh, the students who brought up the brought up the case? Where are they from?" I know they are Asian Americans. I believe they are mostly born here. They are, we call ABC. We sometimes call them banana, called the uh, yellow skin by the white inside. Uh, you know, you, you it's hard to put any label on me because I'm, I'm not born here. I'm, I, I I immigrated here. Uh, nothing changed for Asians. Well, I'm pretty sure is this, okay, Hannah. This is what I said. The USA Today published this article in the money segment about Asians being discriminated and taking their case to the court, okay? While if other minority groups, they will be in the political section, it will be in the law section, okay? This is a mainstream media. Like I said, if Harvard can do this, meaning a personality test to Asian applicants, then the company like uh, Facebook Google, all these uh, high-tech companies, they can do the same thing. There is all these Chinese, they just don't look right. They, they you know, they, they you know, they, 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 their, their personality just don't jive with us, man. You know, they can do that. So I, so I think it's a good thing. So I think things will change because uh, if Harvard got caught doing this wrong, then other organizations may take notice right so so by the way when i read that article saying asian americans going to the court i was like forget about it the court is a court of judicial white privileges so you're going to be screwed twice so but then again if they have money they want to make a case go for it i will do the same because guess what we talk a lot about great deal is this The people's history of American jurisprudence is actually about the losers in the court. Who are the losers in the court? The Native Americans, the African Americans, the Asian Americans, the Hispanic Americans. Right. So it's okay to lose. But you made a historic record for the future generation to see, you know, if not for those losers in front of the US Supreme Court, I will not be able to do this show today. I will not be able to point out, you know, this court, this whole uh, 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 white majoritarian democracy is for the whites to make law, to the, to the, for the whites to enforce the law, and for the whites to administer the law.
3: Hey, Peters, this is where I- this is what I struggle with, right? So, I've thought about before with, uh, like, white immigrant communities. Like, for instance, like a Romanian-American person who came, say, you know, uh, first generation. And the way we talk about things here is they, they're going to get grouped in white, you know? And it pretty much going to have to do with, like, uh yeah, it's, it's a physical thing, right? They look white enough. And when you talk about Asian American, you you talk about these groups and the thing I've understood about the the thing I struggle with in terms of talking about like the Asian, what is the Asian American experience in here and how, how, what are the features that you can choose to try to say whether, you know, you think it's overall privileged or not privileged. If you look at something like, um, you know like uh median incomes or or their ability or the, the 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 household wealth or their encounters with police um it, it it's it's you know statistically it's uh it's pretty good right so there's this element that that is like the cultural one which you know that it, it's a minority culture i guess right but what are the what are the factors that you use to really assess to say whether someone is is suffering and being underprivileged or being privileged? Don't you think material things are important too? Ma-
0: material things are important. The uh, yeah. the, uh, the there are two things I have said. Uh, uh, at least the, 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 when we talk about racial divide in this, uh, I mean uh, the gaps. Uh, of a, among racial groups in in this country, there's two things. One is the material differences, meaning the average income, like you have said earlier, another one is the, called the educational achievement gaps. I put a much greater emphasis on the educational achievement gaps. It's almost like if you can give someone a fish, but it's better to teach that someone how to fish. Right, which one is more important? How to teach that someone how to fish. So, because when you when that person don't know how to fish, he is going to starve. He can only live off the fish that you handed to him. Right. So I treat this tremendously because, like I said in my past show, I said, soon after the Civil War, the whites proposed that blacks need not to pay taxes. That's for a very interesting purposes, because they don't want the, uh, the blacks to attend the white schools, they don't want to blacks to be represented in the government. All right, so so you have this separate but equal doctrine set in the stone for by the US Supreme Court and the, the gaps that ratio, the gap, uh, uh, the, the, the achievement gaps in education. Uh, how to fish, how to make money, how to be industrial, how to be self sufficient. This gap accelerated. Accelerated. Okay, I treat that very, very. You, know, you I want to say, oh, now you have a uh, LeBron James. He makes so much money. What are you talking? I, about? I wasn't talking no, about.
3: I wasn't talking about no, I'm not saying
0: I'm not accusing you. I'm not accusing you. I'm just saying there's a difference between material and education. As you know, I'm an Asian. I treat education extremely seriously. This series is for educational purposes. I want to teach people how to tell the tricks played by the white privileges. They've done that for mm-hmm. a long time. It's time to call them out, right? So, so it's about education okay all right so yeah uh no i i'm but i love this kind of this, this discussion you will never offend me trust me uh by disagreeing with me i am you know 100 you know cool with that uh <clears throat> let me see i think uh this guy kda has go ahead rudy uh, i was gonna say
4: you know now i understand what you're What you're doing. Because earlier I was trying to figure out. There's still one thing that I'm missing. But earlier I was trying to figure out. What is the point. Of not just jumping to the. Logical conclusion. Of these people are just all corrupt. And ultimately. You know this is the way that. You know. They had to split. With the vote. You know this is the way that. uh, The egg had to be uh basically scrambled um but then now i understand that you're basically pointing out what they could do you know if they were really frankly without giving i suppose your take on why they didn't do it but you know if you're really trying to win uh, this is how you do it although you you say that it's stupidity well i think it's more like these people are just evil right so i suppose that's where I, I'm, I'm sort of, I'm not sure with the, your conclusion. The other thing too is, again, uh, okay, if you are looking at it as just a chess game, you know, uh, from the point of view of an alien, I understand why the character of Scalia pleases you or something. But it being one of the people, one of the subjects, is it the objects? I don't know, both. Right, of, of these people's mechanism, I wonder how you can decide that you're on to You know, this this you know billionaires' uh, toy judge versus that other billionaires' toy judge. Especially the old uh, the old woman who decided that she wanted to play this. Uh, you know, this her her play was gonna be waiting around until Hillary Clinton was. Uh, ordained and then he would <laughs> and now we so how, how do you how do you look at this one and say oh she is a titan and versus these other people
0: well I have said this I, I know this will upset Amanda tremendously especially a lot of white women tremendously I have said because of the corrupt Clint, uh, Hillary Clinton uh, we had a Dobbs decision because it had the Cl- FBI investigate Clinton's email and press charges against her, Joe Biden would have jumped in the 2016 election. Despite the fact I don't like Joe Biden, Joe Biden does, did have a good chance to beat Donald Trump in 2016. But not only Clinton wanted the entire democratic machine to anoint her without the real competition, she already, you know, you know, she already made all mainstream media to believe she is going to be the. You know, the winner. And whether Ruth Bader Ginsburg uh, uh, stay too long, that's a separate thing, because this is why I don't get involved with those narratives. You know, where is the cart? Where is the horse? To me, the horse is Hillary Clinton. She herself saying there is such a thing called the white privilege. She is the number one, one of the most prominent. Beneficiary of white privilege. Now, she said some white privilege thing in front of NAACP to get a vote. But she didn't she 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 didn't do anything.
4: Now, Peter, we all hate we all hate that that evil woman but there's no need to call her a horse.
0: <laughs> Oh <laughs> No, someone called a, a Korean American who is a physician in New York, called uh, Hillary Clinton uh, a political whore. I would not go that far because uh, she's a woman. I will not use that word to a woman. And uh, no, but I do believe she is uh, the reason. Uh, by the way, the reason I like Scalia is this. She, he is very good in cut to the chase, tell you this is the essence of what these people are doing. This is the essence of the controversy. Now, what I said, you didn't read it from the Supreme Court opinion. The practice by the Harvard admission uh, office is called the robbing Peter to pay Paul. We do have this saying in English. We know what does that mean because Peter has nothing to do with 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 what the wrong Paul suffered. Right? So he, I will cut to the chase. That does not mean Paul should not be compensated for the wrong he suffered. But, but you know, from from the hands of John, there should be a solution, but it's not robbing Peter to pay Paul. I will say Scalia is very good in cutting the chase. This is the nature of, of the issue. You know, I, you know, like I said, when I do my DOS analysis, the same thing. You look at woman, she's wearing a cloth. Can you touch her without her permission? Can you stick your finger into her ears without her permission? Then how can you know what's going on with inside her ovary? Just based on our constitution our, and our founding principle, forget about the British. What British say.
4: Yeah, and I think generally women don't like that either.
0: Correct. Men doesn't like it. Either. Men doesn't like it. Either. How you? That's why when you're against the vaccine because you don't want to have a needle stick into your inside your skin. I understand that. I agree with you. You know, I don't care about the, the uh, effectiveness sort of vaccine and all that. What is the effect? Now it's not my your, your damn business. I don't want to take a shot. I don't want someone to stick a needle into my arms. It's my decision. It's my body. So I was Scalia is very good in cut the chase, and and uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg is very good also, because she said Roe v. Wade is a Fourteenth Amendment issue. I agree with her, even today, because the Constitution at the at the founding time did not give women the equal rights. So the woman will not enjoy all the rights listed on the bill rights. But if you just apply that, what apply to man to woman? You really do not have a jurisdiction. The government, a nobody, including the government, has a jurisdiction over something inside her body. Period. So I hope I'm you know even-handed here, and let me see what else. Uh, I think Hannah has another question. Uh, let me. Make sure, like I said, you should come up. <laughs> lack of education is working, yes. Like I said, all these, uh, like a flash mob thing, like in Philadelphia, because you know, I live close to Philadelphia and those, I was. it's a lack of education because these kids, they are victim of a failed education system, you know? And uh, you know, you know, am I getting close to them? No, I'm going to get away as far away as from this kind of flash mob. You know, I'm right now, I mean, uh, uh, Bar Harbor, the probably the widest town in the USA, in Maine, beautiful, beautiful place. No, I don't want to get involved. So, uh, what else? <laughs> okay, get Sure, Hannah. I did not know where, what time zone you're we at. Good night, Hannah. Yes, uh, yeah, uh, Rudy. Again, uh, you, uh, I'll be honored if you could join us uh, tomorrow, twelve fifteen. Same with uh, Amanda Lysol. Uh I want to just do some uh, uh, do some uh, uh, action planning about making do some call-in protests and, uh, and, 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 and to, to harass these police, uh, police uh, office holders, if possible. Uh, if nothing else, uh, thank you, guys. Oh, it's two hours already. Uh, yes, uh, guys, don't spend too much time on the call-in. <laughs> don't do... T- Rudy, you're, you're <laughs> the worst. You used to be the worst, Rudy. Do seven hours. I,
4: I, I swear, I swear. You know, but now now I'm a bit more moderate. I'm in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> okay
0: okay um, now you yeah. Danny is the the extreme huh? <laughs> yep exactly yeah, i was in uh, going to go
4: go uh, say uh, how do you how do you call the people from the the middle kingdom um I'm, I'm jungle or is it my jongon
0: oh china yes is the, uh china uh, i guess the official name of uh, what Chinese called their country, it's called the Zhongguo. Mm, mm, uh, yeah. middle kingdom is, uh, remember Wuhan, right? Wuhan mm. is actually middle kingdom. The so-called middle kingdom kingdom is that area near Wuhan. And uh, oh. so uh, so that's a geological uh, geographical area where the middle kingdom is. But uh, Chinese uh, so you have a lot of name. No, thank you, Rudy. Greatly appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Uh, Amanda, Raheem, Phil, everybody, all right? Uh, thank you, guys. And, uh, have a good rest of your evening. Good night. Bye. Bye.